GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am joined by a man whose shoulder I once crawled out of and made a duplicate of him. Hovercraft Joe. <laughs> I mean, if you crawled out of my shoulder and made a duplicate of me, then it wouldn't be you, right? You don't know. All right. Fair enough. It was an evil um, version of you. I would say between the two of us, I'm probably the evil version. Yeah, 100%. Um, so it, it it's uh, October now. It's the start of a new theme month. Uh, <laughs> we don't officially have a name for this one, but I don't know. It's like spooky month. I don't know. Maybe it's not spooky Ooh, Wow. Month. <laughs> I think we're going to stick with that. And I'm just going to record that on loop and then just put that in the beginning for the opening. But there's a couple <laughs> things. We couldn't, we couldn't have a spooky month. We couldn't have a show in October. And we couldn't talk about a Sam Raimi film without having – uh, our boy, Deadite, here. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I am good. I am excited to be here. Uh, much like yourself, I've socially lubricated with some alcohol, and I'm ready <laughs> to have some fun. Uh, and, you know, I appreciate you guys having uh, having the invite out there for me for one of the movies that I, uh, you know, got my, my namesake of my internet handle from. So uh, well, you excited to be here. You don't understand. Like, had you said no... We wouldn't have done this movie, like uh, yeah, that's oh. that's that's a fact. Yeah, we wouldn't have done. Honor, we wouldn't have done honor. this. Like the only reason why we're doing this movie right now, well, one because Joe and I both like it, but two, we're doing it right now because that's when you can do it. So, had you not there said are, yes or given us a time, we would have put it on hold and done it a different day. There's this. And I big league you guys. I really, I really drug it out. I waited <laughs> the last hour to let you guys know I could do this. It, you guys let me know like two months ago. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm pretty busy. And then like it came down to like I've known for like two and a half weeks I could do it. And then you LPJ hit me up last week. He's like, so what's going on for recording the show? I was like, ah, oh, damn, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yep, that's okay. You well, know what? I'm okay with that because you know we can roll with things. We got we got well, other movies we could plug in. We're good. Well, there's this movie that we're doing tonight, and the only other movie that we won't do without you is Darkman 2, <laughs> The Return of Durant. <laughs> yes, can't wait. Um, but anyways, we should say, to start off, Spooky Month. How did you like that? That's good. That one was a little bit better. We are here to talk about Army of Darkness tonight. Uh, which actually, I was surprised. For some reason, I always thought this movie was a 92 movie, but it's actually February 19th, 1993. So, right. yes. Um, but I guess, I mean, like, this is probably going to be a big, you know, I mean, we all should have some interesting stuff, but let's start with uh, you, Dead. Like, what's your, <laughs> if you can succinctly tell us, like, what's your history, your background with this movie? Yeah, so uh, a fun enough connection to me being here talking about this movie, specifically with LPJ, is I had never seen any of the Evil Dead movies until uh, just one day it was determined that that probably Friday or Saturday evening, I was going to go over to uh, LPJ's parents' house 
and marathon all three Evil Dead movies <laughs> in a row with uh, his brother Chops, as well as our other friend Wood. And uh, I probably a Crave case was likely involved. And it was a stormy, rainy, cold night. And we watched Evil Dead all the way through Army of Darkness. And that was the night I was like, these movies are for me. This is wonderful. <laughs> I am so into this. So, um, yeah, that that's really where the the Evil Dead, uh, you know, excitement for me and Army of Darkness excited all all started. And then, you know, I continue to pursue my uh, career that I had briefly in uh, the media industry. So going to school and studying film and doing a lot of videography, Sam Raimi, very uh, inspirational to me and going to the same school that he dropped out of. Uh, you know, got to track down some student made films that he did that uh, were actually in classrooms. I had classes in cool stuff like that. So oh, it, nice. it really sparked a lot of excitement in me for making movies, making video and that sort of stuff. Nice. Uh, LPJ. I don't remember the first time I saw this movie. I'm fairly certain of the three of Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2 and this movie. I'm fairly certain this was the one I saw first. I was kind of wondering that as I was watching it this week. I was like, is this the first one of the three that I saw? I definitely know the original was the last one I saw. Yeah, that's so, true. But I don't know. If, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe you're right. I feel like maybe I saw this one before I saw Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain what happened was I had <clears throat> heard someone talking about this movie. And then caught part of it on TV at one point and thought, wow, this movie is great. It's got like, it's got like, uh, uh, stop motion skeletons. It's got comedy. It's got, you know, this crazy, like over the top Bruce Campbell character who, who is a complete idiot, but he's for whatever reason, awesome. And I tracked it down. I ended up, you know, figuring out what it was looking at the TV guide at the time and tracking it down and then watching. I'm fairly certain that's how it happened. I don't remember okay. when that was, but I do remember uh, we used to do movie fests in your basement, mm -hmm. Joe, mm -hmm. and I'm fairly certain Evil Dead 2 was one of the ones we watched there. And I think it was because we had saw, I had watched Army of Darkness and maybe told you about it, or maybe vice versa, but we had watched Army of Darkness and then went and, for one of the movie fests, did Evil Dead 2 at some point. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like I said, I, I don't think mine's any necessarily different. I, I do remember, like, I mean, this movie came out in 93. I remember, like, seeing ads, and I remember, like, the, the promotion for this movie. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about how many, like, different copies of this ale, and I remember <laughs> I have, I have somewhere I have, like, a, it, it's probably still in my room, a VHS copy that came in, like, one of those old-school, like, big plastic cases. Yeah. And it was, like, gold. And then I know that the DVD copy I have is, like, the bootleg edition or whatever. It's, like, one of the – I know there's, like, four or five different versions of this movie. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, one – it might be the director's cut or whatever. It has some other <laughs> stuff in it. Um, but, yeah, no, and I didn't watch that because I, I didn't want to – I want I tried to just watch it on – I think I, I watched it on Peacock. Yeah, that's what I, I did, too. Because it was streaming. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I've always enjoyed these movies and I, you know, they've, I, I was thinking about it and not this one, but I, cause I remember watching Army of Darkness with commentary, but I think Evil Dead 2 is my DVD of it. It was like a 25th anniversary is like one of the few movies that I've probably watched with the commentary track more than like just watch it normal. The commentary track on the Evil Dead with like Rob Tappert and Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell is so funny. If you've never listened to it. Like, seek it out and listen to it because it'll it'll have you in stitches. Yeah. So, 
Do you, I have the I have the Necronomicon cover, the soft like the soft well, like I have, bound. I have that for the original one, right? Like, right, the, right. The, the original Evil Dead, I have a like it's like a replica Necronomicon. It's yeah. like foam. Almost. I bought it at Sam's Club. It does not hold up um, well, guys. It's my part of it's dried out. The face is falling apart. It's not. Oh good man. Shape. Mine's in pristine condition. I wish I had it right here. I'd hold it up and show you. Mine is not. My my estimation is it is LPJ's Necronomicon copy that likely was the copy that was used for that viewing when I was in high school. My original viewing was likely LPJ because I believe it would have still been at that house at that time. I would have estimated the year to be around 2005-ish. Yeah. Oh, no. 100% the copies that you watched were mine. I can tell you that for mm-hmm. sure because I don't think Chops owns any of those. Yeah. I think he just kept borrowing so- mine. So this wasn't a night we were there for a Pistons playoff party. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Those it were was a... legendary. Let's <laughs> just, no let's just legendary. admit they were. Um, okay, let's get into some of the numbers for this movie. Uh, it has a budget of $11 million and a domestic slash worldwide gross of $11 million. So, <laughs> oof. Um, this is interesting. It has a Rotten Tomatoes of 74% which is very high, higher than I thought, and, of course, higher than the 9% that Beverly Hills Cop 3 got, in case you're keeping track at home. Uh, and it has an audience score of 87%, which is uh, high. I mean, like, I, I, I figured this is, like, you know, a beloved cult classic, but, like, 87 was even a little bit higher than I was expecting to see for this. So, I think it has a lot of things that, that people like, and I think it understands, and I think the critics understand, too, that the movie doesn't take itself too seriously. And... You know, it obviously it leans into all of the things that it's homaging. Like it's not it makes no it's not disguising the fact that it's, you know, uh, uh, that they love Ray Harryhausen and, you know, Jason and the Argonauts and, you know, uh, uh, the Three Stooges like it, it. It's it's I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Like well, it's understood thinking- that that's the style of the movie. And I think that's what people really gravitate toward. Well, and, and we'll get into this more, obviously, as we get into the plot. But I, watching it all over the last couple of days, it's just like I kept saying to myself a couple of times, like thinking about it critically. I'm like, it's so it's like insane to think that this movie was like a universal picture, like put out in theaters. Like if you watch it, it's like this movie is ridiculous. I mean, in a good way. But to think that this is like a major studio movie that was like backed with money and advertised and stuff and to watch this movie it's like that is wild that that this got put out by universal studios the thing i couldn't get over upon this watching that i'd never dwelled on before is how cheap some of the sets look oh my gosh yeah it's like you know they really use that 11 million dollars of the budget on everything else because all the set pieces look like that they were made by a high school art department you know, and put up in southern california to shoot it and it just it just is perfect yeah and I, I yeah i and i noticed even more this time i was like man i was like there are never more than like 15 people milling about in this castle and, and they're all the same people just in different just in different beards like ted raimi plays four different characters and yeah. you can tell it's ted raimi playing four different characters and, and i like that the castle is just seemingly just in the middle of like a dirt pit. <laughs> like, <laughs> um but anyways we'll, we'll touch on some more of this so top grossing movies of 1993 oh boy 
number 93 is a year that we have covered quite a bit. So the most, I believe. Uh, yes. So the top three movies, uh, two of them are movies that we've covered. So number one is Jurassic Park, a movie we've done on the podcast. Number two is Mrs. Doubtfire, a movie that we will do someday on the podcast if I have my way. That's, that's not gonna and uh, Deadite said he'd be on that episode. So book him for Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, and Ooh, I don't remember saying that, but <laughs> if I said it, I said it. Count me in. <laughs> and number three is another movie we've covered on the podcast, uh, The Fugitive. This movie, Army of Darkness, comes in 101 in the domestic box office. Other movies that we have covered on the podcast in 1993 are number 10, Cliffhanger, number 18, Demolition Man, number 20, Tombstone, number 21, The Three Musketeers, number 26, Last Action Hero, number 41, Hot Shots, Part Deux, number 49, Hard Target, number 56, Loaded Weapon 1, number 74, Super Mario Bros., and number 139, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. That's a good year. <sighs> yeah. That's, we, that's by, I think that's by far the most that we've covered in a single year. So I was real confused for a moment. I was like, what Batman movie didn't, didn't make more money than <laughs> Army of Darkness? Like Mask of the Phantasm. I'm like, okay, pretty good, but I understand why I didn't make the money. I get it. I get it. Right. Um, so moving into the cast, um, I, so Bruce Campbell, <laughs> uh, as Ash and like, you know, you guys mentioned Ted Raimi playing a bunch of different roles and like, uh, Bridget Fonda has a small <laughs> role in this, um, very small. Like, I don't think she has any lines. Um, anybody else, either of you want to mention? I mean, the wizard, is Ian Ambercrombie? He's a character, famous character actor, so he shows up in a lot of things. He's he does a lot of voice acting. He's the voice of Palpatine in the uh, Clone Wars series. Um, okay. Other than that, like he, he just shows up in a lot of things. Okay. But that's okay. really a, about it. I mean, it's really no one <laughs> else in this. My uh, because because there's no one else in the cast, I'll mention this at least part of it is. It had been mentioned when we did Darkman, I believe, that my wife is f- personal friends with Bruce's brother. And so she's like, keep an eye out for Don. I was like, is he in this movie? And she's like, I don't know. Probably. Let's just keep an eye out for him. And I was like, oh, OK. So it was like a game we played the whole time to see if Bruce's brother was going to have any sort of background role. I never saw him. He, she also texted him during it. He didn't say, oh, I'm in this scene or anything like that. He so, is in it. He's in him and his dad both play the tiny Bruce Campbells. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Well, well, there you go. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to tell her that when, when, uh, when we talk later, I was like, he was there. He was mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> they call it, they call uh, him the fake shumps. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, as we discussed, this movie's directed by Sam Raimi. It's written by Sam Raimi and, uh, Ivan Raimi. And as I scroll down, the music is by Joseph LaDuca. So, um, I mean, like, didn't, I, I, am I wrong in that I read somewhere in here that, like, Danny Elfman wrote part of the music or wrote some piece of music for this? Yeah, he wrote the theme. He wrote the the March of the Army of the Dead or whatever it's called. Um, and, like, Raimi Ray, and Elfman go on to work together a bunch, right? Didn't they have, like, a weird, like, falling out, too? But now they're, like, friends again, I feel like. I feel like if you look into it, they had a falling out after something. 
Um, I but know. I think maybe they're I think maybe they're on speaking terms again. So I would imagine. I mean, he's like Bridget Fonda's in this, and she's part of that whole like because like uh, uh, Sam Raimi and the Coen Brothers and Bridget Fonda and um, uh, Holly Hunter. They're all like for whatever reason, all like super close friends all started at the same time. And Danny Elfman is, was married to Bridget Fonda. I think he still is married to Bridget Fonda. So I would imagine since they're, they've all been friends for decades and decades that they probably got over whatever beef they had by now. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So net worth. I only have a couple for you guys. <laughs> oh, you do. It's that's, that's crazy. So, uh, let's start with, uh, Sam Raimi. He's got that sweet, sweet Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness money. Deadite, what do you think for Sam Raimi? Man, and the question is, did he invest that sweet, sweet Spider-Man trilogy money back in the day? <laughs> he invested that. He's probably real paid now. Um, but what did he do with that sweet, sweet drag me to hell money? <laughs> you you right it's uh, that's is that movie right good by the way i've never seen that movie is it worth watching i love it i okay. absolutely love it um i remember watching it with someone and they're like that's the worst thing i've ever seen as i was <laughs> grinning from ear to ear as an evil dead fan like this was remarkable um right. so yeah I'd, anyway I'd, sorry yeah I'd give it the give that the thumbs up um i don't know i'm gonna go net worth 65 million all right what do you think, uh, LPJ? Okay, he's got that sweet, sweet producer of Jack of All Trades money. <laughs> so you forgot about that sweet Bruce Campbell one-season show. Uh, but he also produces, you know, he produces Spartacus and all the spinoffs and Hercules and Xena and all that stuff. So I'm I'm going to go $120 million. Uh, Deadite's closer. He has $60 million. $60 million for Sam Ray. All right. All right. Pretty Uh, good guess. (laughs) The next up is Bruce Campbell. Uh, He's got that sweet, sweet Briscoe County Jr. money. (laughs) What do you think LPJ for Bruce Campbell? Uh, He's got that sweet, sweet burn notice money. Um, I'm going to go. I'll go 25 million. Okay. What do you think, Deadite? There's no doubt that the Prince of Thieves from the Xena and Hercules verse, you know, po- pulled in some cash. Uh, what what did LPJ say? Twenty five. Twenty five. I don't want. I don't want to price is right yet. I like that guess. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Seventeen million. That, that he's got a nice property out in Oregon. Closer, Cost money. Uh, $10 million for Bruce Campbell. Okay. Wow. A little low. I, That's little way low. low. I, I thought he'd he have way more than that. I thought he would have more, but... Maybe he again, spends I mean, his money. Maybe he's just like, you know, I got it. Might as well spend it. I, You know, and again, like, these numbers are from the internet, so the who knows how accurate they are. <laughs> um, okay, taglines. Let's, let's talk about the taglines. There are eight of them. Oh, so let's see universal picture, big, big bunch of guys, lots of taglines. Here that, goes. That writer's room was stacked with, <laughs> with tagline writers. Well, we'll see how you feel about him. First one, he's a 20th century guy trapped in the Middle Ages. Okay, that, right. that is accurate. Next mm-hmm. one. Fact. True. 
Next one. Foretold by a mystical book. Forewarned by a wise man. Fulfilled by a wise guy. Okay. <laughs> now, this ne- this next one I actually remember, and I don't know if it's because I remember from the posters or it was like a tagline on one of the copies I own, but it is trapped in time, surrounded by evil, low on gas. Yeah, that's so, the one I remember, too. I think it's on the cover yeah. of the DVD. Okay. Next one. One man, one million dead. The odds are just about even. All right. Uh, this this next one, I I this one. Okay, this next one. They move, they breathe, they suck. Mm. <laughs> what? That's for this movie? <laughs> That's what it says. About uh, this or a killer vacuum cleaner? I'm not sure. <laughs> next one. Sound the trumpets, raise the drawbridge, and drop the Oldsmobile. That's, I kind of like that one. Super specific and really, that one did not go over well. I'm sure. That one's very niche. <laughs> that is very niche. Okay, only two more. Next one. This one doesn't seem like a tagline. It just seems like a question. How can you destroy an army that's already dead? Question mark. That's that's fair. We uh, what we learn from watching the movie is pretty easily actually. <laughs> um, and then the last one is in an age of darkness. At a time of evil, when the world needed a hero, what it got was him. All right. None oh, of them are great. No. I mean, no, the one right. that the, we we heard the most, low on gas, I think is probably the best one. Yeah. No, that's the one I remember the most. But um, so uh, before, I guess before we get into the plot, I just and maybe you guys can help kind of fill in the blanks on this, but like. As I kind of mentioned up front, there's like a lot of different versions of this movie, right? Like, and, and it was universal to kind of like cut it up and like, because this movie, like, I forgot until I started watching it. It's an hour and 20 minute movie. Yeah. Mine is probably like five minutes of credit. So it's like a lot of this movie got like chopped up. Like, and I don't know if it was filmed, and maybe you guys can help me out with this, but I remember reading that they said that like originally the movie, like, half of it was going to be like in like modern times and then it was going to go back to medieval but like they ended up like scrapping all that and just using a little bit of footage which was going to be kind of like i guess like a retelling of evil dead 2 as like the beginning of it i don't know maybe you guys can help me out i know i sound a little uh yeah like i don't know what i'm talking about no i can help you out with that um the initial script they were going to write was going to be half taking place at the cabin as sort of a you know, recap portion of the movie. And the other half is going to take place in the middle ages. Once universal got on board, they scrapped that idea and just made a sequel. Once they found out that they were okay, like Dino De Laurentiis was, was, was happy with the amount of money that dark man made and, um, was fine with them just making a sequel to evil dead Two. They just dropped the whole recap thing altogether and just made whatever you see here. Um, uh, too bad we couldn't have got Dino De Laurentiis to be on this episode. That would have been a that would have been cool. But I don't. I could check. Let me see <laughs> yeah, if he's. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if he's available. Um, <laughs> I understand. I understand if you guys want to re-record without me. <laughs> oh no no no! You can be here too. Yeah, you can be here too. Sure. You cool, can ask. Cool. You can ask Dino questions. Because usually, usually when Dino shows up, for whatever reason, I usually have to get up and go to the bathroom. So, oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, 
but as far as the versions go, yeah, there was the original director's cut, which Universal hated. And so they took it and then it, and it got an NC-17 rating essentially first. And so they had to cut that up and they chopped like, you know, 15, 20 minutes off of it and then still couldn't get the PG-13 rating they wanted. So they cut it up again and then cut it up again and eventually... Um, it got they wouldn't they wouldn't give it anything less than an R, but the versions they show there's a 90 minute version that they show on TV so that they can fit it within the two hour time frame on with the commercials and stuff so that has scenes added back in. There's a theatrical version, which is what everybody saw. That's the one that was on Peacock. There's the version that they that they showed at the film festival when they first debuted it the year earlier. That's the Sam Raimi cut. And then there's the European cut, which they show overseas, which is cut more because they have stricter standards for certain things. Dear Lord. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the version that I have might have been the same for everyone. The only thing that I can remember, and I know there's stuff, but the only thing I remember vividly is the original ending as opposed to the, the studio ending, if you will. Like that's right. what I remember most from like the Sam Raimi version. Um, that they were like, no, that's too much of a bummer. You gotta cut that. Um, so I don't really remember any of the other stuff that was cut out of it. But um, but I, I just knew that there was a history of kind of like a lot of versions of this. So um, I, I know I've seen at least a couple of them. Um, okay. Uh, anything else that either of you two would like to bring up before we start talking about the plot of the film? Um... No, I don't. <clears throat> I don't know if they have. Yeah, I, I don't know that I have a ton of stuff that I want to talk about prior to. <laughs> well, I'm I hope trying you have to think. I'm trying to think if there's anything we didn't we... mention that I really need to. Um, <laughs> that we're not going to get into it while we're actually talking about the, the plot. Um, I'll at least I'll at least mention that the Army of Darkness was not the original name of the film. Yep. Oh yeah. Medieval Dead, and uh, you know they ultimately decided to change that. I don't know. I, I I like the way Medieval Dead you know keeps as, as a thread through the franchise. Yeah. But I understand uh, you know why why they didn't want to try to promote a movie that they were again trying to put a PG thirteen tag on as Medieval Dead. Um, well, didn't didn't they also want to call it like Evil Dead Three Army of Darkness? And they're like, no, you can't call it the third part of a movie. You can't. Right. Yeah. Um, it is kind of. I mean, it is kind of one of those weird things where. You know, they released this movie, and I'm, I'm sure there's people who still don't realize this is a sequel to something else. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I it, it, it doesn't, yeah. I mean, because if you watch it with no knowledge that it's a sequel to mm-hmm. something, I mean, I think you can get a viewing of it and be like, yeah, this is just a movie, you know, independent. Well, that's what happened to me. Like, I had no idea. Like, well, you know, I saw it on TV. I thought it was just a standalone. In fact, actually, I think I saw a trailer for it on the VHS for Darkman is where I saw it first, believe it or not. Um, now, can you tell us about the first time you watched Darkman 3, Die, Darkman, Die? <laughs> Surprisingly, I've never seen Darkman 3. Oh, dude, what was the name of the uh, Darkman sequel that Deadite and I are writing? Was, oh, it's Darkman uh, in the... It, it, what Dark was Man it? in the Heartland, or it was yeah. like Darkman <laughs> in Kansas? Yeah, Darkman in the that's Heartland. What I, that's what we got to get back to writing that. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, okay, so let's let's start. The movie starts off 
with a with a voiceover from Bruce Campbell talking about how he's uh, his name is Ash and he's a slave and he's like in the in the stocks being led. Uh, I like the little bit where his like nub of a hand is in the stock where it's like I feel like you could probably pull that out. <laughs> oh, he could pull both hands out. They were not on very tight. <laughs> Um, and he talks about how as, as near as he can uh, reckon he's in the year like 1300 AD. Um, and then we get like, which is weird because we get like kind of like a very simplified recap of like Evil Dead 2. But it's all, re- is it all reshot footage or is some mm-hmm. of it reshot? And Because so, I couldn't tell because some of it to me looked like I was like, is this like when he's getting like sucked through the portal and stuff? I was like, is that the actual Evil Dead 2 footage or is it all reshot? Uh, I don't know. I know some of it was reshot. Well, yeah, I mean, because obviously, because What's-Her-Name was in it. Right. Uh, Bridget, Bridget Fonda. Fonda and stuff. I just didn't know if it was all reshot or just some of it was. I mean, I and I didn't see any answer to that in my, re- my research. I, I assumed it was all reshot, but I don't, I don't know that. Like, I I was just looking at it like, oh, it's a, you know, a little weird they reshot all this, but I think they did. I know they were forced it, to use the scene of the Oldsmobile dropping out of the sky to reuse that because what they shot didn't end up working. Because yeah. and that's and and uh, Evil Dead Two does end with like a like him back in time, right? Like yeah. that's yeah. okay. Like it ends with him being like surrounded and like in like yeah okay. I it's been a while since I watched all of Evil Dead Two, so like I I couldn't remember specifically. I know that he gets sucked through the portal. I couldn't remember if they actually show him like landing in medieval times. Um, spoiler okay. alert <laughs> spoiler alert for evil dead 2 which came out in 1986 seven, question mark? seven i thought it was 87 <laughs> oh yeah i think you're right 87 yeah uh okay so he's sent back through time uh he's uh taken prisoner um and, and they take him to the castle like i said the castle that's apparently just in the middle of a dirt field <laughs> Um, and the the wise man, he's like, oh man, or no, you know what? Before they get to the castle is when the wise man's like, oh, uh, this is the guy they prophesized prophesized about. He fell from the sky, and they talk about him in the book. Um, so they take him back to the castle. We introduce Sheila. Uh, she's sad because her brother died out in the fighting. Um, they think that Ash is one of Henry the Red's men, and so she's like pissed at him because of that um I and they do, have henry uh, the red too you didn't mention that part they're walking yes, they with henry, henry the red and a bunch of his men right and i love this all this stuff at the beginning where it's just basically like uh all these like ash like one-liners over and over again like i love when henry the red uh like introduces himself and talks about how he's this and that and this and that's what ash says well hello mr fancy pants <laughs> um and then, like, I think right after that is when he tells him, he's like, well, right now you're, you're like, in charge of Jack and shit. Jack, Jack just, just left down. down. Yep. Um, so they're like, well, we're going to throw you guys in the pit. Um, and they, like, crank the door open and they knock one of the guys into the pit. And then you get, like, the that classic, like, Sam Raimi just insane <laughs> amount of blood guys. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> shooting up from the pit like no way that like like it doesn't even make sense but it looks so cool because it's just like does that appear i think that good i i think that moment really sets the tone for the over the top silliness of the remainder of the movie like that that's a moment where you're like oh this is this is about to get goofy yeah well no, i agree yeah 
because even immediately after that, you get like what I consider, you know, like another of those like classic Sam Raimi shots. Because that guy, the one guy takes off and is running, and like Arthur the King picks up the crossbow and he shoots the arrow, and you get like the shot of like the arrow flying where it's just like a classic like Sam Raimi shot that kills him. Uh, and then so I love, I love Ash when he, after he sees the geyser of blood and the guy gets shot. That's when he's like. That's when he's like, I've never even seen these assholes before. <laughs> Which is the best. And then he gets, so he, he, uh, uh, Sheila throws that rock and it like hits him in the head and he gets all woozy. And then he, and then they push him into the pit. Does, uh, and he's, sorry to backtrack. Does, because you've seen Drag Me to Hell. Is, the, is there blood geysers in that too? I'm trying to think if he does it, if he like does it in the movies he produces too. I don't know if there's a blood geyser. There is a scene where a nosebleed turns into like a copious amount of blood, I believe. Is there a blood geyser in the Oz movie that he directed? I've never seen that one. <laughs> I think it's in the director's cut. Franco. Pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure it um, is. It was a flying monkey. Took it. Took the blood geyser. It was a blood geyser. So he's down in the pit and he, he's fighting this deadite down there, this deadite lady. And I like the fact that this movie never really explains, like, and I feel like it increases as the movie goes on, like, why Ash is so good at fighting now. <laughs> like, like, he's so good at fighting and, like, I don't know, like, it's fine and it works because the movie's silly, but it's like... By the end of the movie, he's, like, training the army how to fight. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if you're qualified to, to fight, you know? Like, I I feel like the whole thing in the in the first couple of movies is, like, he's a very... And even in this one, too, like, a reluctant, like, hero, you know? Like, he just wasn't kind necessarily... Of yeah. So, it, it, was to, it was funny to me to see so much, like, fighting and, like, he does some, like sword fights at the end and it's like i think movies make sword fighting seem easier to pick up than it actually would be i feel like i'd get stabbed right away in a sword fight but anyways probably okay you're right though like i, I that's a good point because like <laughs> realistically throughout the first two evil dead movies he only actually kills like two deadites right uh... and the rest of the time he's just you know trying to stay alive right yeah, I, I well, I think uh, that like, and maybe it's in the Evil Dead Two commentary where like uh, Bruce Campbell's talking about Ash, and he's kind of like, yeah, like he's a buffoon. He just happens to be particularly good at killing deadites for some reason. Like he's not <laughs> yeah. like a smart guy or smart or anything. He just the one thing he happens to be good at is doing this. And I guess maybe we're supposed to see it as like a progression where he's just getting better and better at doing it because he has so much experience that's true did you did you watch um ash vs. evil dead tv show you know what's funny i was having a conversation with uh the tush about this uh and i i've seen the first season i've never seen any more of it and i, I was thinking that i need to go back and kind of revisit it it's good i've seen it all i'm really sad they didn't do that the next season of it because i think the next season would have been fantastic Deadite's like, wait, hold on, there was a TV show? No, just kidding. No, I, I watched the first season because I bought it on Blu-ray, and then when it got released like on streaming, I was like, oh, I really need to go and finish the, the other two seasons. Yeah, it's worth and it. I have, uh, I have the I have the little punk Funko Pop of Pablo. Oh, oh nice. Uh, okay, 
So uh, he's fighting the Deadite down there. They, the Arthur calls for the spikes, and they're like hand cranking these spikes. Uh, the wise man, I like he. What's he keep calling him? Strange one. He's like yeah. strange one, and he throws that chainsaw down, and he like jumps up and perfectly catches it on his stump, and it's like, and he's like, so he got his chainsaw back. It's, and he like, it's such a good moment too. Like I feel like. I feel like my wife was getting so annoyed in the first, like, 15 minutes of the movie because, like, she was on her phone, like, working on something. I kept, like, nudging her to, like, all the one-liners and all the moments. I was like, yeah, right now, right now, he's about to catch the saw. And, like, and like just the jump up. And she's like, yep, yep, we watched this once before. And I was like, oh, that's so good. Um, so he, like, cuts off the Lady Deadite's head. Uh, and then I, 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 I honestly, like, it's been a while since a bunch of things. I forgot about the reveal of, like, the second Deadite down there that's just, like, chilling yeah. in, like, the, in the moss and, like, comes out and, like, tries to get him. Um, and then he, like, he gets out of the pit uh, and he's got, uh, he lets uh, Henry the Red go. Uh, and then I, like, Arthur gets a sword out and he's going to, like, uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to stab you. But that's when he gets a shotgun back and he just shoots it and, like, annihilates the blade. Uh, and that's the classic line where he says, "Like this is my boomstick." Which, by the way, I I lo- obviously I love this movie, but like the amount of shots that he gets off this double barrel shotgun in this movie is ridiculous. And like, what you don't I'm know not- is the trunk of the car. The trunk of the car was just full of shotgun shells. He has basically unlimited supply. That's true, but at this point, he doesn't have the car with him, and he still is just like. But anyways, uh, so the other Deadite climbs out of the pit and he shoots him with a shotgun. That's where I have my first note that says, how many shells does he have? LOL. Um, and so as the Deadite does three flips in the air before falling down <laughs> in the pit. Like, so funny. So good. Um, <laughs> down to the pit. Well, and I kind of like briefed over the whole like speech he gets. I, I do like the fact that it's like so much of like his character that he was kind of like up to this point like he hasn't done any he hasn't seemed like a hero he's been kind of afraid trying to get out of there and then he gets a shotgun back and he's just like so mouthy and bossy to all these <laughs> he calls them like primitive screw heads and like um it, it's it's a really funny bit how like confident he gets when he gets his gun back um so uh after he and kills that's his- the american way yep <laughs> It's like, uh, and he's like, uh, doesn't he like, isn't that one point he's like, who you want, you, you want some, you, you, it's like, guy's like, uh, okay. So he, he gets rid of the second, uh, dead eye. Like he said, he does a couple flips in the air. Um, so, uh, they're treating him like a hero. Uh, the wise man tells him that they need the, uh, Necronomicon to send him back. Um, while they're in one of like four sets that's used in this movie, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is like, I, I say that with love, but it is true that there's like four or five sets that they filmed this whole movie in. Um, uh, the other Deadite, the lady shows up um, uh, in the castle. I like her. She That's like, to me, like when she shows up, she's got like that classic kind of like Deadite like look and she's the way she's kind of like in the air and stuff. I think she might even tell him that she'll swallow his soul, which I always appreciate when they say that. Um, I, that's when he like somehow fires off like eight shots with that double barrel shotgun and she's on the ground. And I love that when the, when the guy's going to grab her and he's like, grabs her hand. He's like, it's a trick. Get next. <laughs> like, and you can see in the shot that like her eyes like open up, like she's just waiting to grab him. I love that. Yeah, there's, I, I, as far as like Sam Raimi movies go, this one might be the most Sam Raimi. Like, <laughs> 
because he he toned it down for you know Spider-Man and and great powerful Oz and you know in in Multiverse of Madness some of his bigger movies but like this one is real sweet spot like you get every ounce of Sam Raimiism in this movie. Oh, and it I mean have like, like Crime Wave? Have you seen Crime Wave? No, oh, I haven't. I I've seen Crime Wave. Uh another we, another show. I, <laughs> I feel like we talked I feel like maybe we talked about this during uh Dark Van, but I uh when I was at Central and I, I took a uh Cohen Brothers film class and like the first movie we watched in that class was Crime Wave and yeah, <laughs> no. You got to see Crime. Very it's good. Right? Very no, I don't know no. if it's good, but <laughs> no, it's still... it's not good at all. But uh, it was fun. It was fun to watch. Okay. Yeah, you should still see it as a Sam Raimi fan. You should see it. I think him and the Coen Brothers wrote it. Uh, it it's wild. Um, okay, so after he killed, because he doesn't want to get the book because he's Ash, and he's kind of like I like the idea that Ash through all these movies is like he isn't really necessarily a good guy he's kind of like not a dirtbag but he's not like like he is a coward and he doesn't really want to do any of this stuff because like he this one he doesn't want to go get the book like he just wants to go home and so he finally like after he kills that dead-eyed he's like all right fine uh i'll go get the book uh as long as you know you send me home immediately that's the deal i'll get the book for you um then the next scene eh, they build him a robot hand? Question he builds mark. himself a robot hand. Because, you know, w- once you fight some deadites and travel back in time, you know how to do all this stuff. That robot hand. and just, It's so funny. They show him, like, making it. And he's, like, like tighten a few things. And he's, like, and he, like, grabs that cup. Oh, that's the first. Um, he crushes the cup. Isn't that when he says groovy? Yeah. Yeah. He crushes the cup and he's, like, groovy. Um, so, and then, of course, le- leading into how much of a jerk Ash is, he's such a jerk to, like, Sheila, <laughs> when, when she's, like, coming to talk to him and, like, telling her she's going to break stuff and to get away, um, but then he goes over and kisses her, that's when he, uh, a line that I always remember, and I think it was in the trailers, when he's like, give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> he's very, like, Elvis-like in some of his lines. He, he um, is, like, he's, he really does not treat her well at all. No, and then just and then like, like, and then just kisses her, and that's it. Well, okay, you say that, you say that, but this is the 1300s. She's that's actually true. getting treated really well for a woman back then. That's probably like the fact she's even being spoken to is probably like being treated really well. That's fair. That's fair. You're right. Fair enough. Uh, history bomb from Dead Eyes, and he's right. Yeah, just tell him it like it is. Um, okay, so uh, I do like this a little bit where they go and they're like the wise man's like, hey. You got to go down this path. You go to the graveyard and retrieve the book. He's like, but when you pick it up, you must recite these words at verbatim. You have to say clata, verata, nictu. You have to say them exactly when you retrieve the book. And he's like asking Ash to repeat them and he repeats them. And he's like, yeah, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Of course, it's going to come back, right? Uh- <laughs> real, real quick, side tangent. Yeah. When I had my own apartment, that was the Wi-Fi password, and <laughs> everyone who wanted to use my Wi-Fi hated me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why is your password like that? I was like, well, if you know, you know, you know, because my Wi-Fi was called Shop Smart, Shop S Smart, and then you had to know the words yep. to access it. That's brilliant. That's real good. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so he's, he's he goes off down the path. I love that little bit when he's in the woods on the horse. We get that. 
classic like deadite like moving through the wood thing yep. where it's like you know and you get like the view of like I don't know. I think in like the Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, they did it with like a camera on like a two by four. I'm sure they did it with a little more, something a little more advanced. Uh, Probably when they made not. This movie. This Eleven million dollar budget joke. Come on. That's true. What did they spend the money on though? Maybe all the skeletons. Uh, anyway, so he hides. Okay, so this is when this movie, like in a great in a in a great way, but I will say this is when the movie goes off the rails. But not in a bad way, just in in a lovingly great way. But just this is the point when I was watching this movie and I was like, I cannot believe this is a Universal Pictures released in theaters. Because he, he hides in this windmill uh, and like he, he's weary of the, the Deadites. And he like, so he remembers, he sees the mirror and he runs and he like smashes the mirror, right? But then like all these smaller <laughs> versions of him show up. And it just turns into this like gigantic like slapsticky thing where like he like throws that tiny little fork and kills one, or when he's yeah. trying to step on him and he's like singing London Bridges falling down, and the one like holds up the nail, and then they're all it's 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 Gulliver's I mean, Travels meets Three Stooges, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. The best way to describe that, absolutely. It's so crazy. And then, like, so he falls down and they, like, strap him down, like you said, like, Gulliver's Travels. And they force him to, like, eat one of the little ashes. They, like, force his mouth open and he and he jumps in. And then he, like, which there's no way you could do in real life. He drinks that whole pot of, like, scalding hot boiling water. I mean, you could do it, but, you know, it wouldn't go well. Yeah. Um, and then, so then, then you get like one, I think one of the coolest, like kind of like practical effects. And this is when like, he gets like, when the other ass shows up, when he's like splitting in two, like yeah. the first shot is like the eyeball in his shoulder, which is fucking creepy by the way. Like I, <laughs> where it's just like he, cause he's like, ah, and he pulls down his, like the shirt sleeve and there's just an eyeball. In yeah. There. Then it kind of looks yeah. like an eyeball vagina growing out of his shoulder there. <laughs> it's real gross. Yeah, I do. It do. It does. That's what it looks like, guys. You know, I'm not, not going to mince words here. Eyeball vagina. Uh, okay. So I, I like that little bit when, like, they're starting to split and, like, they're, like, crawling on the ground and uh-huh. stuff. It's a really cool bit. Uh, I don't understand. And I get it. I get it. Like, there's no logic to it. But, like, when they're first splitting apart, the other Ash has the robot hand. But then when they fully split apart, he has two normal hands. Anyways, I don't want to get no, into it. No, you're thinking about it too much. Too much. I am thinking about it too much. Uh, and he's uh, he's bad Ash, and I like that that little bit where he keeps telling him he's like, "You're good Ash, and I'm bad Ash." And that's when he's like, "Good, bad, I'm the guy with a gun," and he just shoots him like right in the face. Um, and then like I feel like it's like another kind of like very Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, like Sam Raimi bit that like that those shots where he's like strapping him down in the windmill, you know? Yeah. And he's like, and he the chopping him, him up. on the chainsaw. Yeah, and he cuts him. Yeah, up. I mean, it it parodies the stuff of him chopping up his girlfriend in the other movies. Yep. Yeah. So it, par- yeah. parody's not the right way. Yeah, parallels and and yeah. like that is one of the moments that is a cool like thread throughout the film that even as silly and over the top as you know Army of Darkness is, there's still thematic ties and there's still things that sort of rhyme with the earlier movies. Yep. Um, so he buries him. I like that, like, the head is still conscious and talking, and he's, like, that little bit where he's like, hey, you got something on your face, and he just, like, throws a bunch of dirt on his face. 
So uh, he gets to the graveyard, and of course, there's three different Necronomicons. And I love the fact that, of course, he doesn't get the right one first try. The first one is like some kind of like black hole almost, and like sucks him all the way in. And then he like climbs out, and another crazy bit, his face is like super elongated, and he just kind of like starts shaking it. And like he does it like three or four times to get it back to normal, which is just like, again, this is where I'm like, this is a major studio movie. Yeah, there's so many just bizarre things in it that are very just straight up cartoon and they're all great and and it makes sense for this movie but you're right this is this is a major motion picture it's so weird (laughs) so then he goes then he tries to get the second book but the second book has like teeth and it bites him on the hand and he like throws it away and it flies back and i think it like bites him in the face it's it's pretty funny so then he finally gets to the right book and of course he doesn't remember the words right he gets the first two and he can't remember the last one so he just kind of like coughs and is like and says it uh and then like stuff starts going to shit and like the whole graveyard starts shaking so he grabs the book to get out of there all those and another like kind of crazy like uh three stooges bit when all those skeleton hands come up and grab them mm. and they're like poking them in the eyes i love that like, like that scene is so fun oh, it's such a fun thing to watch. Yeah, it is really fun. And I and I didn't, again, this is like one of those things where you guys are going to be like, you're thinking about too much. So Bad Ash comes back to life, but like, and then he is like the leader of the bad guys from that point on. But yes. like, why though? Because he's Bad Ash. Because <laughs> he right. is. Because he's the the evil half of the chosen one. Yeah. And uh, these are all and and you've also seen that this army of skeletons that's been resurrected are all oafs. Like none of those none of those dead eye skeletons show any intelligence for the remainder of the film. So the fact that they have this charismatic half chosen one evil leader, I'd listen to him. And I'm not even a mindless skeleton. I'd listen to him. <laughs> I also, we'll talk a little bit more about the skeleton army, but I like that they have like all the stop motion and the ones that you can tell are clearly skeletons, and then the ones that are clearly <laughs> just guys in like suits. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. Good. Do you, have it's you like, have oh. you watched the making of for this? I have never seen the making. of I have that. not either. Oh, it's funny. Like in the scene that's coming up where they're just all walking, right? It's you ever seen those um those performers that have like people on a pole it's like a guy in the middle and there's poles yeah. and they just yeah, sort of yeah, mimic yeah. that's what they used except it was skeletons and so it's oh, one okay. guy in the middle and then the skeletons that are kind of on poles around him are being controlled by the guy so they're all kind of walking <laughs> at the same thing and they just shoot them like in different angles so it doesn't look that way that's, <laughs> nice that's actually kind of clever um okay so he gets back uh, and stuff's already going to shit. And the wise man's like, did you, when you got the book, did you say the words exactly right? And I love that little bit. I wrote it down to make sure I got it right. Where Ash is like, look, maybe I didn't say every single little tiny syllable. Basically, I said them. Yeah. And then he, I like that he calls the wise man spinach chin too. I don't know why. <laughs> that made me laugh too. Um, so basically, because he didn't say the words right, he unleashed the army of the dead, and now they're they're seeking out the Necronomicon. But Ash, being the jerk that he is, is like, "Hey, 
I fulfilled my part of the bargain, so I just want you to send me home. Uh, it, that would be great. You got that's your guys' problem. And I like when that I, that little bit where Sheila's like, "Oh, you know, you're leaving all those sweet things you said to me," and he tells her that, that was just pillow talk. <laughs> I remember. I think I remember that from the trailers too. Um, so then a, a flying deadite shows up and snatches Sheila. Why specifically does it fly in and take her? I don't know, but it does. I think badass. Uh, she's the only female in the movie. She's the only female in the movie. <laughs> she really is. So if the Deadites want a lady around. There's literally only one to pick. <laughs> hey, in another scene, there's a random naked lady that walks by for no apparent reason in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's a couple naked ladies, and clearly, evil Ash or bad Ash had an agenda, and he's like, "You got to go get all the bitches." <laughs> Like, there's, like, four of them in the kingdom. Specifically got to get Sheila, but, like, the rest of them, get them topless. Get them here working for the army. We need some ladies. Yeah. But you know what? They're skeletons, so it's not like they've got wieners to use, right? So they're all for evil ash. Mm, Yeah. it. The problem is you should have said it's not like they have boners. Oh. I didn't want to be too specific. I didn't want to. I don't want to be. I like a good skeleton joke. All right, that's fair. We could we could literally end this podcast here on that boner joke, and I think it would be gold. Um, so so yeah. So they we we cut back to the graveyard, and uh, Evil Ash is digging up skeletons, and the skeletons are digging up skeletons, and they're all going to fight with them. Uh, that's when they fly, and they fly, and they bring Sheila there, and he like starts kissing her and like rips off her top it's all very gross and then some random naked ladies walk by like we talked about um okay so then ash at this point decides that he's gonna stay and fight he gives like a rousing speech i like that little bit where they justify that there's like nobody in the castle they're like well everyone's already left we're the only people here or whatever just to justify where there's like a handful of guys still in the castle um uh, and then we find out that uh, Sheila is a deadite now. They show her, and she's like got the, the face and stuff like that. Uh, and then we get what I, I describe as basically like an A-team montage of them getting ready to fight the army of the dead. They go and get the the, the Oldsmobile. I, I like the fact that they open up the truck, and of course there's, like deadite mentioned, tons of shotgun shells. There's also a chemistry book <laughs> and a book on, like, uh, is it like uh wind power or something like so or like uh, combustion or there's like like why would those be in the trunk of his car i don't because know ash's sister and linda you know need to study linda was a very studious young lady at michigan state <laughs> university so uh she had to take the chem book on their little camping trip mm-hmm. Fair enough. To me. and he just loves shotgun shells there's yeah. so many shotgun shells in there. So, but yeah, you get that montage where they're like, they're kind of retrofitting the Oldsmobile. He's teaching the wise men how to make like gunpowder. I like that little bit where he makes it and the guy's like holding it over the flame and he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're working those poles like a sequence from Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wow. Right. Deep we're, pull. We're, we're, wa- we're watching it and I started singing, I'll make a man out of you. Hey, you know what? And needless Maybe. to say, that was... That was a movie we watched to fall asleep last night. Maybe After Mulan worked. Uh, maybe the people in Mulan were were working the poles like the people in Army of Darkness. Well, that you're right about and, that. And it's funny you mentioned that because literally my next note says, "What makes Ash qualified to teach people how to fight?" I mean, <laughs> it's like if you look at his, do the, if you look at his technique, it's really not great, guys. <laughs> no, it's not great. So uh, the battle starts. 
Um, I like that little bit. Uh, well, the whole battle's fun. Like, yeah. it, like when they, they have the arrows with all the gunpowder and they shoot and they're like blowing stuff up, which is really cool. Um, uh, why did they wait so long to like raise the drawbridge? Like when, <laughs> when the battle was there, like it's like the middle of the battle and they're like raise the drawbridge. I'm like maybe you should have done that from the start. But quick, quick tangential thing about the wildness of the skeleton army. How fun is the skeleton using another skeleton's like leg as a flute? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> like like, yeah. like and then and then we have the, the the guy with the skull drums that make deep timpani sounds like boom 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 boom. <laughs> yeah. Like why? Like that's the evil magic of the deadites because there's no reason a skull should sound anything like that. <laughs> there is a lot of pageantry to their march, like the, <laughs> the guy playing the fife and the drums. It's mm-hmm. like the quad, you know, like he's in marching band. Yeah. It is. There were. It is. It, there were skeletons in kilts, right? Yes, there were, yeah. Okay. yeah That's yeah. what I thought. <laughs> yeah, there were definitely skeletons in, in, um, in kilts. So the Deadites get into the castle. Um, he, what would you, how would you describe what Ash turned the uh, Ozmobile into? Ozmobile into, like, some kind of tank or, like... Yeah, it's like a... Essentially, it's just like a rolling weapon. Like a thing, like a tank, but you know, it's just got a big giant spinning windmill blade on the on the front. Like I, I love, I love it. A testament to just kind of how cheesy this movie is. In some of those shots when they're taking out the dead ends, you could tell it's just like a stationary skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> just like <laughs> not moving at all. You could tell it just like put it in front of it and then hit it with the blade, and so it would blow up. I think they the, do it like. I love the gag where he's fighting the skeletons and they clearly just like take a skeleton and throw it from off screen on him. <laughs> yes. Really good. Well, yeah. I, I, and I do like, I mean, you know, we say big budget, but 11 million, but still like a step up from the other Evil Dead movies. But I do like that. Like Raimi definitely kept his like sense of like independent, like guerrilla filmmaking, even while making this, you know, with oh, some yeah. of the shots and stuff. Um, Okay, so he ends up crashing the car because he sees Sheila and she, like, assumes, like, a human form. So he, like, turns the car and it wipes out and it blows up. Uh, and just when it seems like all is lost, Henry the Red and all his dudes show up and they start helping and, like, kind of the, change the battle of the fight. Uh, he thinks, uh, uh, I like when Sheila shows back up and, like, she, <laughs> what does she say? She's like, oh, you found me beautiful once. And he goes, honey, you got real ugly. <laughs> And then he seemingly, this will be important as we get to the other movie. Seemingly stabs her in the chest with a, like a with a with a like a lance, and then flips her over the side of the the castle. Right, the yeah. like, land on the ground. Okay, I just want to remember that she got stabbed and thrown off a castle. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So. Uh. So then, like him and uh, Evil Ash have like a prolonged fight. Uh, where they're like fighting with two swords again i don't think ash is qualified to have a sword fight um he like lights him on evil ash on fire at one point that is like uh, to me that's like super creepy when evil ash after he gets all the skin burned off and he's just like the skeleton with the eyeballs like there's something unsettling to me about a like a like a skeleton like a skull but still has eyeballs um oh i know what i'm hiding in your car now uh, you have a skull with eyeballs i'll find one I'll be volunteer. Careful. Be careful, tonight. <laughs> I have eyeballs and a skull. Ooh, one stop shopping. Yeah, um, I, I got what we need. 
uh, sorry guys, the podcast ended. Uh, LPJ killed Deadite <laughs> and left his eyeballs in a skull. Uh, anyways, so this will be. Pl- it's in my last will and testament that that's how I'm going to be buried. Just this, a skull this, with eyeballs. I know. This will be our be most great. famous episode. This will be our most famous episode. It'll be played in court. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, how would uh, what do you take a shot of uh, explaining the sequence that leads to you know, Evil Ash getting killed um, by by Ash? Do one of you two want to talk me through it? Yeah, the matter me. You want to do it or you want me to do it? You can go ahead and do it. All right, so he turns into the uh, skeleton with the eyeballs, and he's on a ladder, I believe, right? And um, Ash, like, does he shoot him in the face or does he just kick him? Well, he falls to the ground, and he's right. laying right in front of one of the catapults. That he's laying on the, he's on the catapult, though, isn't he, already? Well, Ash is in front of it, and, right. like, Evil ass jumps down and lands, lands right, right on, the, on catapult, the catapult, right on the bag on the bag of gunpowder. Yes, and is like taunting him, uh, and then Ash like in one motion like chops off his hand to get the book. Yep, and like lights the bag on fire. I think. Yep, and, lights like, the fuse launches and then launches the catapult, yep. and somehow the bag flies in the air with him still. They're still he's still sitting on it like. Yeah, he doesn't fly off it, and then he gets up in the air and he blows up from the yeah, bag of gunpowder. Um, so that's the end. He beats Evil Ash. He gets the book back, uh, and then Sheila just becomes human again and is fine. Question mark. I was yep. kind of confused by that because, like, she got stabbed and thrown off the top of the castle, but then she just reverts to human form and is like, "I'm fine." Yeah, it's the uh, power of the evil army. Okay. Yeah, so so the way I looked at it is she was only a dead eye under evil Ash's spell. And so as soon so she wasn't going to be killed by a casual stabbing because we know you got to like dismember the body to kill a dead eye. So okay. the dismemberment of evil Ash being blown up was enough to break the dead eye curse on Sheila and so everything was cool. And she had already see, healed because she was a dead eye. Uh, Absolutely. See. This is why we have you here, Deadite, for this episode to explain things like this to me. Uh, yeah, because okay. the movie is eighty minutes long, so there's not enough time to explain anything in this entire film. It just goes. <laughs> I, I do feel if like not... we're at a. I feel like we're at a point if... where the, this is one of the rare episodes where our podcast is going to be longer than the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there, aren't we, LVJ? Well, we're over an hour, guys. Closing <laughs> um, okay. in. Uh, okay, so Sheila's fine. Uh, Ash goes back to his own time, uh, and it reveal we reveal that he's at Smart and this whole time he's been telling the story to Ted Raimi. And I do like that Ted Raimi is like, "Well, did you say the words right this time?" Because he had to drink the potion uh, and say the words. And he's like, and again, he says the same thing where he's like, "Well, maybe I didn't say every last syllable, but basically I got him right." Um, and then a deadite shows up. Uh, in the smart uh, says that he'll swallow she'll, she'll swallow his soul again um, he, he gets the gun he fires that rifle with like a million shots um, and kills it and then he like kisses that lady and says hail to the king baby and that's it we made it to the end of the movie um, I would like to mention though right now the original ending which is where he like they seal him in a cave uh, with the Oldsmobile and he like drinks the potion and says the words wrong <clears throat> 
any like they they show any like sleeps too long like he exits the cave and it's like this apocalyptic future where the deadites are like ruling the earth and he's got a very long beard and he's like i slept too long and it was supposed to lead into like an evil dead four they were gonna make where he like him and a bunch of robots fought deadites or something but um like i said earlier the studio deemed it too too much of a bummer uh so do you want any spoilers from the tv show i sure i I don't care i I don't want to are you okay with that I'm okay um, with it. I'd rather pass on the spoilers. I can <laughs> mute momentarily. I can mute. Are you muted? Let's see. Yeah, I'm going to pull the headphones off. You guys just give me a wave. You wave when you want me back. Got it. We're good. So at the end of the final season, that's the cliffhanger. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Is he wakes up in the, in the apocalypse. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, I'm back. We're back. (laughs) We're back. Uh, Okay, so we have made it to the end of Army of Darkness. Uh, Do you have any role reversals, LBJ? Uh, No. Uh, No, I don't. I mean... (laughs) Did you you see that this movie was released in Japan with the title of Captain Supermarket? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I... uh... I'm about to go in Discord and change my name to Captain Supermarket. We're just <laughs> full rebranding. I'm Butterboy in some places, Deadite in others, and now it will just all be Captain Supermarket. That's pretty great. I love it. Um, I also talk about how all three Evil Dead films can be seamlessly cut together uh, in order to make one long film. But, like, I always – maybe this isn't the forum to talk about, but I still always get confused about the relationship between – the original Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, like they just overlap at a certain point. Yeah, like the, I begin- think the, the, the beginning, the beginning the, of Evil Dead Two is just like a retelling of the original Evil Dead to a certain point. Yeah, I think the the cut the point where that switches is he falls and lands in the puddle at some point, and then after that is like new movie. So wild. I agree. That's my understanding of it. Right. And and it's so so from what I understand, the uh when they cut them all together, it's all the first movie, and then they cut out the beginning of the second movie up until that puddle part, and then it's uh everything else after that. Gotcha. Well listen, I appreciate you telling me, but because Captain Supermarket backs you up, I'm gonna take it as word because I, I trust him over you. All right. Thank he's you. Captain he's Captain Supermarket. Uh <laughs> Uh, anything else uh, specifically that we didn't talk about or you, you want to mention before we get into uh, our ratings on this? Um, I mean, obviously this movie became a huge cult classic to the point where, you know, they've now made uh, obviously a TV show. They've made comics. They've made a video game. Um, they've made just all kinds of things. There's there's evil dead like not conventions but there's like evil dead festivals where people watch all the movies and they have uh you know the the stars show and show up and answer questions and things like it's become it's kind of taken on a life of its own and um and that only happened because of sort of word of mouth you know people kind of pick up on a movie enjoy the aesthetic of it and then just like with rocky horror picture show this is kind of like the horror version of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, not the Rocky Horror Picture Show isn't a horror version, but it's a little different. 
Um, well, so, so yeah, I, I think so it's kind of crazy that a movie like this did that. So much so that there's um, not with Bruce Campbell, but there's a nut like next year. There's an Evil Dead movie coming out that is supposedly set in the same, at least like in theory, like universe is this like stuff like it's called like evil dead rise or whatever yeah yeah um as far as i know bruce campbell's not in it but like it's you know like i think it was co-written by Raimi or whatever so um and i feel like and maybe it's finally been put to bed because they made the tv show but i feel like for years and years and years and years and years they talked about how they were still going to make a fourth evil dead movie but i feel like maybe that that's finally like kaput right now it's a yeah. tv show and stuff yeah once it, i think the tv show took the place of that got it got it yeah i really do need to go back and kind of watch that whole thing so maybe i'll i'll make a point of that it's so. good it's really good um, i i enjoyed it a lot i was very sad they they canceled it after three seasons it's kind of wild that a show like that would get three seasons though, i to know be <laughs> i was thinking the same thing <laughs> uh all right well should we rate it then yeah let's rate this thing All right. Well, Deadite, as our guest and resident Evil Dead expert, you get to go first, yeah. second, third. You can have one of us go first. How do you want to do this? I want to go in the middle. You go in the middle. So <laughs> I want Joe to go first. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, I still really like this movie. Um, it, it, I will put the caveat out there that it like it's it's not for everyone, right? Like it, it's definitely not. This is a hard movie to like. I love this movie and, and re rewatching it for the first time in years like reminded me of all the things that I like about it. And it's so ridiculous and it's so over the top, but it's so Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell is great in it. But like it, it's not a movie for everyone, and it it's not one that I'd be like hey, you should watch Army of Darkness. You know, like, it's a very, you know, like, I guess that's what I'm describing is, like, a cult classic, you know? Like, a movie that is loved and loved and loved by certain people, but, like, uh, as far as a mass audience goes, like, I couldn't blanket recommend it, but I don't know. And and this is, like, a nostalgia thing, too, because I do just have so many fond memories of watching this movie so many times. So this, it might be a little inflated. I'm going to give it four machine guns because i just i really have a good time watching it and i have just nothing but good memories surrounding it so i'm gonna go four machine guns for it all right so so the thing about army of darkness for me and this it i say this how someone would say let's say you got three kids you'll never admit to really having a favorite and you'd never (laughs) admit to having a least favorite but you got a favorite and you got a least favorite, and then there's the middle kid. Um, I, I am comfortable saying that as much as I love Army of Darkness, it is my least favorite of the three films. Um, because right. I, I am really drawn. I, it, for me, it's in order like one, two, and then and then Army of Darkness. That's how I'm connected with them. Um, but this this movie is such a, a unique representation of a cartoon brought to live action made for adults it's 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 looney tunes with blood it's it's honestly it's it's an incredible little slice of its own little niche area of film history and 
Uh, obviously, I love it just like you guys love it. Um, I, I honestly would love the movie more if it was like tw- 20 minutes longer. Like I want, like I almost never say that about any movie. I'm always like movies are too long, <laughs> like two hours. Why did that need to be two hours? This movie, if you could have added 15 or 20 to it to kind of hash out and not everything be so boom, 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 scene, 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 scene to just get through the movie. I would have loved to see a little more development. I'd love to see a little bit more character and action and dialogue out of this. So for me, uh, it's definitely not a five, but is it a a 3.5? Yeah, I think that's where I'm at with it, just because it's such a fun movie. Uh, LPJ. Um, I love this movie. It's so dumb in the best way. Like, I don't know how to describe it other than to say, like, it's just a fun watch. It's not, you don't got to think about it. You just got to stop and experience it. And Joe's right. It's for a certain clientele. It's not for everybody. Like, you know, you're not going to hand this to somebody on the street. I'm not going to say, you know, hey, aunt so-and-so, you should watch this movie. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. But will I tell her kid who's the same age as me to watch it? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's you pick and choose the people you tell the tell tell to watch this movie, and you kind of know who's going to like it and who doesn't just by knowing the person. Um, but that said, um, I think this movie's fantastic. It's just so fun. It's got, absolutely has its flaws, but I enjoy it. It's short. You know, I don't mind. I could sit down and just watch it at any point. Like you don't have to even see it from the beginning. You just put it on and it's, you could watch it just for the scenes. And if there wasn't nudity in this, um, I would have my 12 year old sit and watch this because there's parts of it that are so fun. The the skeleton scene where the, the hands are coming up in the graveyard and punching Bruce Campbell. It's so funny. Um, I'm going to go, I'll go I'm definitely going four machine guns. Do I go four and a half just for nostalgia? No, I'll go four. I'll go four machine guns on this one. And I will say, if you like this type of movie, it's for you, obviously. And if you're looking for something that's a little irreverent and silly and just, you know, give it a try. Just give it a try. See what you think. If you like this movie, then you're going to like the other two. Uh, I had to say, I I agree with Captain Supermarket that I think it, it, an hour and 20 minutes, it, it's too short. Like, like your movie should at least be 90 minutes. Like, I, I feel like that they, when they were cutting it up, like, they should have at least tried to, because like, I, like I said earlier, like, with the credits, it's like an hour and 15 minute movie, which is like, that's fine for like an animated whatever, but this movie should have left in a little bit and got a little more something and got at least gotten over an hour and a half in my opinion i i agree with you on that um i think a lot of times in the genre of horror less is more like if if they normalize 60 minute horror movies i think it'd be perfect because i think they reveal too much and they draw those out but being that this is really more of a comedy slash action uh you know that that's rooted in horror again that that's the reason i just would have loved to see a little bit more uh, development in a traditional sense uh, for the storyline in this movie. Um, and, and just because we're never going to cover it on the podcast, I don't think uh, I would just, because we have you here and we're talking evil dead. What, what's your opinion on the, uh, like the remake that they put out? Like, 
Captain Supermarket. What do you think about that one? Yeah, so I went and saw it in theaters, and I had a really fun time watching it. Like, it's not... With remakes, I don't expect it to be the original. It's I'm not one of those people who, like, this ruined my childhood because they remade <laughs> something I liked. Like, no, if I didn't like that, I can separate it mentally and be like, I still enjoy the thing I enjoy. Um, so I, I own a DVD copy of it. Have I ever watched it a second time? I don't know. Maybe once. So I don't like love the uh, the Evil Dead remake, but I had fun watching it and I know I'm due for a rewatch. Um, so overall, I, I have pretty positive feelings about the Evil Dead remake. Uh, I We saw it in the theaters together, LBJ. Did we? Um, we did. I don't I remember, remember seeing you, it. Yeah, I remember you specifically covering your eyes at certain points. Oh, um, no. Yes, I do remember it now. The, bre- oh, the sh- bread cutter? Yeah, yeah. And the razor and the tongue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's some things I just can't of, do, and that's one of them. And I guess that's a, kind of my feeling on it, where it's like, I don't remember hating it, but I just feel like being like, okay, this is a bit much. Like, I feel like it was like, and I get it. It's a horror movie, but it really, like, I don't know. I feel like even in the first Evil Dead, the whole thing was more of like the horror comedy kind of like balance you know where i feel like the remake was just like oh no this is like a straight up horror and really leading into like kind of the gross out like disgusting kind of like body horror type stuff the one counterpoint i will have to you in that regard is in 1981 or whatever people definitely said evil dead was a bit much it was yeah. a bit extreme. Like it was a very extreme movie for the time. So I personally think the only appropriate way to modernize the original Evil Dead would be to 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 raise the stakes. Also have it be an extreme movie for the time period in which it was being released because it's not a remake of Evil Dead 2. Whole different movie, whole different comedic feel. That comedic feel really didn't exist in the same no. way in Evil Dead One. It wasn't really refined. So to make a to make it horror, I think they did need to up the ante. No, you're you. You know what? You're a hundred percent right. Because now that I'm like kind of playing it back in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like the first one is definitely more of that. Uh, I, I and I still like even the original one. Like just to think about it now, kind of like puts a shiver through me. But to think about like the scene where the person gets stabbed like in the ankle with a pencil, yeah, and like I can just ooh, like I can just picture that in my head. And I, I guess you're right. I, I didn't think about it that way because I guess it the first one is more of a straightforward kind of horror movie, you know, low budget, but like you said, for the time, very intense. So you know, all right, you know what? That's why we have you here to to make me understand these things. So maybe I'll Happy rewatch it sometime. Oh, maybe I'll rewatch it. Only sometime smart thing I had to say today. Well, we'll re- I'll rewatch it. And see that part where the guy tries to block the, block the crowbar with his hand and gets all his fingers yeah. fucked up. Oh god, I forgot <laughs> about that scene too. He's like, oh, "Don't hit me!" <laughs> and well, that guy was an idiot too. He finds that book in the basement. It's like wrapped in tarp and barbed wire. Like, don't read. And he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna read this." Anyways, uh, okay, well, cool. <laughs> way, way to bring this to a screeching halt oh, no no cool was not correct it should have been all right all right groovy <laughs> dang it there it is there it well, is lpj this is where you take over that's fair the producer all right Dede, is there anything you like to plug while you're here no <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Fair enough. Uh, I will plug uh, our podcast and our Discord. So go to GameZillaMedia.com and scroll to the bottom of the page, click on the Discord link, and join the conversation. You can chat with us about anything you want. Like, we've got a channel for pretty much anything you could think of. Um, You can chat with us on on our channel about the the movies, about this movie. Tell us what you think of, of... Evil Dead of the Evil Dead films and Army of Darkness in particular, uh, maybe make some. We've already picked the movies for October, but feel free to make suggestions. <laughs> We're not going to change them, but feel free to make suggestions. And uh, sure. you can chat with us uh, on, on any number of channels there that are that are available to you. Yeah, um, you can uh, you can hit up uh, you can hit up Deadite in the uh, Discord, can't you? He'll I'm respond. there. I'm there. He's there. Yeah. He'll, he'll, we'll we'll he chit chat. We'll we'll message back and forth. You can distract me from my brutal work life. I'm like, you know what? Work not working sounds cool. I'll chat with you about whatever you want. <laughs> and as a reminder, LPJ loves pictures of ET. That's not true. And mannequins. <laughs> also not true. Those are two things that are not true. Well, we'll let the Discord decide on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like they feel a different way. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, as we always say, and and you know, LPJ mentioned, but the you know, like we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that. But like where we're most active is Discord, and like especially in our channel, like we're always. I I, I don't know about you, LPJ, but I look at it a couple times a day, see yeah. what's going on there, uh, and it's always fun because we always get like new people who are just like discovering the podcast, and they're like, oh, like. I'm listening to this episode and it's like, Oh shoot. That was like, you know, we've been doing this thing for a long time. So, uh, it's always cool to talk to everyone about it. And, you know, sometimes we go off on weird tangents about like LBJ eating poop and stuff like that. So it's great. It's great. I, I would say if you're a fan of the fan of the podcast, uh, join the discord and just, you know, have fun with us there. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that gets brought up in discord that we'll mention here on the podcast. And, uh, it's nice for you to be a part of that. You can go and see, you know, why it is I said I would eat poop. Um, I'm not going to discuss that here. That's that's a Discord conversation, but but there. Yeah, it is. you're going down the track of coprophilia. I can respect that. Sure, sure. Um, all right, <laughs> we're going to leave that alone. Um, <clears throat> you know. Uh, all right, hey, Deadite. Thanks for being here. We always appreciate you. And again, like we said, we couldn't, we can't do this movie without you. Like this is, this is you. Like. We can't, you can't talk Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and not have you on the show. Yeah, I would actually um, likely curse you guys. You would see that moving camera coming through the woods the next time you're out uh, for a late night stroll. You'd hear the, yeah, you'd hear that sound and you would, you would then have your soul swallowed. So I do appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. Well, and I I can already predict the next time we'll see Dead Eye or Captain Supermarket, as I'm really pushing now, uh, on the podcast. It's when we finally do uh, Last Action Redo Month, and we redo The Crow with me on it, and not Grumpy Old Sphinx, and we talk about The Crow and how great it is. (laughs) Yep. Uh, He really hated The Crow. We had so much fun with it. Oh, God, I love that movie. I kind of want to watch it now. there, There was a streak of time where I would watch it every, not Halloween, but like every October I would watch it. Just because it's it's yeah. that movie. I haven't watched it in so long, so I'm. I, but I've been waiting because I know that we're gonna at some point, relatively soon, we are gonna redo it for the podcast. Yep. Uh, and I want to go in fresh, but I, I do remember being obsessed with that movie, and I can still picture him like 
catching that knife like yep. in between his hands. Anyways, different show. All the we'll rings, save that. Putting all the rings in the shotgun. Anyways, um, anyways. Okay, sorry. Tangent. All right, I'm, I'm stopping us here. This episode okay. of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs>